Ignition sequence start. The reason I'm prepared for this position is because I've been preparing for this all my life. As far as James, he's our guy. We still got James Harden. Our goal is still to win a championship. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. Being in a win-now situation, that's great. I'm a win-now coach. Six, five, four, three, two. James Harden finally joins the Rockets for practice, which is another step in the right direction, but there's still a lot of doubt swirling and a lot of things that we have to talk about. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and the founder slash managing editor of ClutchCityControlRoom.com, your home for all things Houston hoops. You can follow me on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as the blog at ClutchCityCR. Now, quick reminder, if you haven't... Uh, tried calling in before, you can. So 713-487-5457 if you'd like to call in and bring up a discussion point, maybe uh, air your thoughts on a specific topic. You're more than welcome to do that. I listen to these voicemails whenever they come in. Uh, It's just another way for you to communicate with me uh, or, again, Twitter DMs, uh, Instagram DMs, whatever, uh, however you'd like to communicate with me. That's why this show is so great is being able to communicate with you, the listener, and interact and all that good stuff. It's one of my favorite parts about doing this 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 program. Um, so let's get into the the James Harden stuff because uh, there's stuff with look there's stuff with James Harden there's stuff with PJ Tucker the 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 Rockets are they they finally practiced. Um, there's the Adrian Wojnarowski ESPN article which if you haven't read it, um, it's. Honestly, in my okay, we'll start. We'll start there. So, Monday morning rolls around, and we're expecting James Harden and PJ Tucker to attend Rockets practice, uh, which will be the first practice that they both actually attend, uh, as far as group activities are concerned, instead of uh, individual workouts. And we roll into Monday morning, and there's an ESPN article uh, by Ramona Shelburne. And Adrian Wojnarowski is, you know, sharing it and everything, which gives it some legitimacy. And in the article, it's basically saying that uh, the arrival of John Wall has left uh, James Harden unmoved and uninterested in pursuing a new partnership. And reading that, like on the surface, it sounds really doom and gloom. It sounds like there was going to be a major splash, like, you know, James Harden is leaking more information to the media and he still doesn't care or whatever. He's not going to report to camp, you know, all of this and everybody's concerned. But then you read the actual article and there's like nothing, there's no new info in there. It's basically the same old stuff. It's James Harden doesn't want to be in Houston. He has requested a trade. He doesn't want to continue playing for the Rockets. But there's this key tidbit further down in the article and it specifically says that regarding Harden, the appearance of a distressed asset only hinders an organization in making a trade of this magnitude, and Harden has expressed understanding of that concept, as well as the idea that it may take time to find a trade that returns appropriate value to the Rockets, sources said. That's huge. 
Because what that means is, so, and then this coupled with the fact that James did show up for practice and that there's video footage now, and I, I said it myself, I wouldn't believe it until I saw James Harden on the court of Toyota Center getting shots up. I said that on this very show that I believe it now. So James Harden has reported to camp. He's passed his coronavirus, uh, you know, COVID-19 testing protocols, all that good stuff. So what this means is that Harden is going to buy in. So does this mean that Harden is going to buy in and that he wants to be on the Rockets long-term and that he thinks that they're a legitimate contender? Probably not. But this is the best case scenario for the Rockets moving forward because the worry was that James Harden was going to report and just do the bare minimum and that he was just going to show up and go through the motions until the Rockets found a, a possible suitor for James Harden and then he would you know show up to the new team and actually start balling out like James Harden does. This shows that James Harden is committed to the idea that he needs to show up, be his usual self, be the James Harden, the all-NBA, all, you know, year-in, year-out, perennial MVP candidate that he can be in order to prove to other teams that his trade value hasn't diminished, that he is not a distressed asset as per the article. And that's huge because what that means is that allows the Rockets to actually compete with this core and James Harden. Because again, there is no pressure for the Rockets to trade James Harden in the early part of the season. There's no pressure for the Rockets to deal him by the trade deadline. There's not even really pressure for them to deal him by next summer. It's just they have all the time in the world. Next summer is probably the optimal area to trade James Harden. We'll get we'll get into that in a second. Um, but this is the best case scenario because again, you get a chance to actually compete with James Harden and this core. And again, the thing that we've been preaching for a while now is the NBA is there. There is no guarantees in the NBA. The only guarantee that comes even remotely close is, is maybe that the Lakers are going to be again, you know, probably top seed in the West. That's probably a safe guarantee. But the Eastern Conference is totally up for grabs. The West two through whatever is up for grabs. And so legitimately looking at things right now is there's any number of things that could happen to some of those teams that James Harden wants to be traded to, to the Nets, to the 76ers, to the Heat. Any one of those teams could just they could fall flat, they could have injury issues, they could have COVID-19 issues, they could have chemistry issues. So many different things could happen to derail some of those teams. And if the Rockets actually come out and are successful with a committed James Harden, who is, he's not, and here's the here's the rub, right? Maybe he's not committed because he's committed to the organization and to winning with the Rockets, but he's committed because he wants to uh, show that he is a valuable asset for another potential contender somewhere else, possibly out east, doesn't matter. Because if he's buying in and if he's producing at the level that we know that he's capable of producing at, then this Rockets team is going to go far. They really are. And there's a chance that by, again, by the deadline, by the midseason mark, if this team is suddenly actually performing really, really well, similar to the 17-18 squad that actually, you know, just hit the ground running super hard, then there's a chance that he really does look around and he's like, you know what? This is probably my best chance to actually win a ring. Yeah, I've still got to potentially go through LeBron here in the West, but if he's looking at the Rockets and they're outperforming teams that are out East in the weaker conference, then there's still that shot. And that's the hope that I'm 
clinging to and I don't necessarily because there were some people on social media saying that you know oh you're you know that's you're in denial that's not you know you've got to read the writing on the wall and I'm like look I get it I'm not sitting here saying that everything is okay everything is not okay James Harden the franchise superstar still wants out and the Rockets have bent over backwards to make moves to remodel this roster to try and not only you know straddle the fence between potentially needing to rebuild but also uh, competing, they, they, they've done a beautiful job of that, but, you know, everything isn't okay. James wants out, and that's the biggest issue. James wants out, P.J. Tucker's unhappy, There, there's, you know, questions surrounding this franchise, there are questions surrounding the health of uh, DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall, whether or not they're gonna stay healthy for an entire season. Nothing is okay, and I'm not in denial about any of that, but there is a chance that things could play out really well. There's a chance that the Rockets could find some success this season behind a committed James Harden. Even though he's committed for the wrong reasons, there's a chance that they could find that level of success, right? Just two short seasons ago, Kawhi Leonard was traded to a team in the Toronto Raptors that he had no interest in playing for under a rookie head coach in Nick Nurse. And guess what? They went on to win the championship that year. This season, James Harden is playing for a team that he has no interest playing for under a rookie head coach in Steven Silas. Let's just see how things play out, right? Let's just see where this road takes us. And look, if it's a dumpster fire by the trade deadline, great. Figure out which offer is the best package for James Harden, whether it's a Ben Simmons deal, whether it's a Tyler Harrow deal, whether it's some other deal that's out there that hasn't even been reported yet. Figure out the best deal for Harden. Get him out of here. Jumpstart the rebuild. But if it actually looks good, if it actually looks like this team is gelling and the pieces are working well together and there's a chance to make some noise in the playoffs, then hold on to him and you can move him next summer. And we'll talk about that next summer move and and, and the reason why it's so important that they hold off. And we'll talk about that probably further on in segment three because I want to talk about the P.J. Tucker situation here next. And we'll get there in just one moment after a quick message from our friends over at 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you are making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, discussing the uh, issues, tackled the James Harden stuff right out of the gate. Uh, and, and look, it's it's great because, look, he's in practice, right? And, and so it's one thing, it's it's just nice, look, even in amidst all of this mess, 
it's nice to just see James Harden getting shots up at Toyota Center. It feels a little bit like a sense of normalcy rather than the drama that's been plaguing the Rockets all offseason. Um, and the funny thing was, forgot to even mention this, right? We're, we're sitting there and we know that the Rockets practice is going on. We're waiting for the the players to become available for media availability. And this picture starts making the rounds on Twitter. And this guy says that he got it from a friend of his who works for the Rockets, I guess. And this picture looks like it was taken on like a, a early 2000s Nokia or something. I mean, it's so grainy and blurry. Uh, you know, people are cracking jokes about it left and right on Twitter. But you can see clear as day James Harden with his beard and with his notoriously short shorts that he wears during practice. Um, right there, like standing in the paint, right, you know, waiting on somebody to shoot a free throw or whatever. And, you know, it's just crazy that that's what it's come to is that we're just we're, we're resorting to seeing these grainy, uh, distorted pictures in the hope that we're actually like, is that James Harden? Everybody's squinting, trying to figure it out. It's just ridiculous. Um, but let's so let's talk P.J. Tucker. Right. And P.J. Tucker is noticeably upset. So he's spoken to the media twice. His availability sessions have been ridiculously short both times. The first time going so far as to say that, you know, he's not even remotely interested in discussing the James Harden stuff. Um, you know, going so far as to say, I'm here to talk about P.J. Tucker. When asked about the uh, the contract issues, you know, is going so far as saying, next question. You know, just not in a great mood. And he still wasn't in a great mood in Monday's media availability either. Uh you know, going so far as to say that he, that everybody wants to play for a team that wants them, that, you know, people want to feel wanted. Uh, and then somebody asked, you know, does the Rockets organization make you feel wanted? And he goes, you know, have you asked them? And like, these are just, I mean, just what is, it's, it's, it reads like, a what is it? It doesn't read like, a, like, what is it? Uh, 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 oh, I'm blanking on the word. Oh, this sucks. Because I, I know it in Spanish. It reads like una telenovela. Um, so, uh, you know, we're sticking with that. Um, and soap opera. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. And so it reads like a soap opera almost. How this Rockets offseason has played out. And you're looking at P.J. Tucker. And look, I get it. P.J. Tucker is a workhorse. He's been a huge part of this team. And he should have gotten the contract extension before this point. But he's not going to get it now. If I had to put any amount of money on the table, I would say P.J. Tucker is not going to get this contract extension because of the uncertainty surrounding James Harden. And so maybe that's what some of it plays into, is maybe P.J. understands that because of the doubt swirling around James Harden and the fact that he you know, could potentially be on the move uh, you know, as soon as the next couple weeks, uh, if something formulates in the form of a really attractive trade offer, then he knows that he could potentially be on the move as well. And for PJ Tucker at 36 years old, you know, he probably didn't envision himself having to play in, you know, essentially another contract year to have to play for what will be his final contract more than likely in the NBA. And that sucks. After being such a big part of this team for the past three years, um, shouldering an immense load by committing to small ball and being, you know, tasked with this monumental task of having to guard opposing bigs at 6'5", uh, you know, it's it sucks to see P.J. not be compensated accordingly. You know, P.J. Tucker is a fan favorite. 
Everybody loves him, and I would love to see him retire a Houston Rocket. But I don't think that's likely anymore. And again, it's all it all circles back to the James Harden situation. If Harden was locked in and committed and this trade request had never formulated, then yeah, I, I could conceivably see P.J. Tucker uh, receiving an extension of some sort for a couple years to to round out. Because here's the thing is he can't even receive an extension past 38 because of the over 38 rule. The same rule that the Rockets ran into uh, a couple years ago when they re- tried to re-sign Nene to his three-year deal. So he, conceivably, you can only give P.J. Tucker a two-year extension. And, you know, what what's his value now? Because overall, you're looking at what he actually produces on the court, and you can make the argument that P.J. is honestly maybe overpaid for the production that he brings yeah there's a lot of you know intangibles yes he brings really stellar defense he's lost a little bit of a step though you know sometimes when he's out on the perimeter guarding those quicker twitchier guards you know it's a little bit tougher for him to keep up with them but and again I don't want this to be me criticizing PJ Tucker because he brings a lot to the table for this Rockets team he really really does but I'm just trying to understand the situation that he's in and it really does seem like uh, again, I'm doubting the Rockets and their their willingness to extend him based on everything going on right now. Because if James Harden is to get moved, PJ Tucker's almost most definitely on the move as well. Now, whether that's in a uh, simultaneous trade alongside James Harden, where they both get dealt to the same team, or whether that's to another potential contender, you know, for a future first round draft pick, you're absolutely going to be able to net a first-round draft pick for P.J. Tucker's services for a potential contender somewhere down the line. You could send him to any one of the teams out east, any one of the teams that are interested in James Harden, uh, you know, would absolutely make sense for P.J. Tucker as well. Uh, Sending them together makes a lot of sense to up the value back in a potential trade package. There's a lot of different ways that you can approach this, but the biggest issue is that P.J. Tucker is unhappy, James Harden is unhappy, and they're both reporting, which is good. So they both practiced. They both reported to training camp. And they're, they're getting practices in. And they will be available for Tuesday night's game against the Spurs. But that, you know, somebody called it a feedback loop of negativity on Twitter. And I think that's the most apt description of what that is. Because you've got PJ who's pissed about his contract situation. So he's, you know, complaining to James Harden. Because they're really tight, right? They're they're probably the two closest guys on the team as far as players go, if you're not counting John Wall and Boogie Cousins. I'm just talking between the old guard guys, right? Harden and and Tucker are really tight together. And so you've got P.J. Tucker complaining about his contract situation. You've got James Harden complaining about not wanting to be on the team anymore. Then that's frustrating P.J. because then he doesn't know what his future holds because if James Harden gets traded, P.J. Tucker's stuck here by himself on a team that is more than likely going to be headed at least in the direction of a rebuild, which further you know cements the idea in his head that they're not going to re-sign him to a long-term deal. And so it's just this this circle, this vicious circle that keeps you know going round and round and round and didn't mean to hit my mic but I did and it doesn't work for anybody so and at the end of the day unfortunately because James Harden is the bigger fish until they resolve what's going on with him I don't see a resolution for PJ Tucker and honestly the way that he seemed in his media availability there it's probably more than just the contract because he even went so far as to say it's not just about the contract so maybe PJ Tucker is taking this whole James, maybe he's frustrated with the James Harden situation. 
Maybe he's frustrated because it's uh, impacting him and the rest of the team. Maybe he's frustrated because it's his friend and he doesn't want to see his friend go through this drama. Who knows? You know, but right now there's a lot on PJ Tucker's mind. But at the end of the day, he has said that he'll report that he's going to come in, he's going to do the work. And even if PJ Tucker and James Harden aren't bought in because they want to play for the Rockets, because they want to win a championship for Houston, all those things, as long as they're bought in, it doesn't matter. And, you know, if they're producing on the court, then it doesn't matter if they are producing for X reason or Y reason or Z reason, as long as they're out there producing on the basketball court. And that's what it sounds like is going to happen moving forward. So we'll be monitoring the situation really closely. And obviously things, you know, could be moving as as soon as two weeks. Uh, And I'll explain why things could be moving in as soon as two weeks in just a moment after a quick message from our friends over at Headspace. Life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life, and sometimes you need stress relief that goes beyond just traditional quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. Maybe you need some help falling asleep. Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Just want to throw it out there. uh, Christian Wood is likely not going to participate in Tuesday night's game against the San Antonio Spurs, the first of two preseason games against the Spurs. Um, He's still got that soreness in his elbow. Uh, The Rockets are fully convinced it's nothing to worry about and that he should be available for Thursday's game against the Spurs. And then also uh, a re-up on Eric Gordon, who sat out the second half against the Bulls in the second preseason game. He practiced. uh, No issues there. The tightness was not a problem whatsoever. Uh, The tightness that kept him out of the second half of the Bulls game. So, you know, everybody is pretty much good to go except for Christian Wood. And then also, Sterling Brown is still uh, undergoing COVID-19 testing protocol, last I heard. So all of those guys accounted for, um, hopefully will be uh, present and readily available for the start of the NBA season on the 23rd at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder, or the OKC Blue, depending on how many actual NBA players they have on their roster this year. Um, So I kind of teased and prefaced, you know, that a James Harden trade could be formulating within the next couple weeks, and that's because that's when the uh, restrictions drop on including uh, players who are just now drafted in any potential uh, trades. So if you're looking at the 76ers, they've got uh, Tyrese Maxey, who was a guy that a lot of Rockets fans wanted to see in a Rockets jersey, and there's been some people speculating on social media that there's a reason that the trade hasn't happened yet is there's a hang-up on... Uh, obviously, you know, there's all, all the reports are saying that Ben Simmons isn't on the table, but 
Daryl Morey knows that if he wants to get James Harden, Ben Simmons has to be on the table. And I'm pretty confident in Daryl's desire to want to pair James Harden with Joel Embiid because as it stands right now, the Sixers are not better than the top four teams in the East. They're just not. With Ben Simmons and Embiid and the cast that they have around them, they're not better than the other teams out East. And that's just, it's partially because of the fit between those two stars that doesn't work out quite as well. Um, And the other teams are just a bit more established. They've got, you know, they're just, they're just the better top tier talent, but you throw James Harden in that mix. And then suddenly you've got a chance to really compete for one of the top spots in the East. And with James Harden only having two, three more years of this level of production, again, Maury probably sees that window and knows that if he makes that move now, They've got a legit chance to compete for two or three years around James Harden and potentially longer than that because, again, Harden is a star that will more than likely uh, grage acefully. Wow, all over the place. Age gracefully in the NBA because he doesn't necessarily rely on, you know, his athleticism. He's more of a skill-based player uh, at the end of the day. But uh, rookies are going to finally be able to be traded in about two weeks from now. So... Once those players are able to be traded, maybe that's the hang-up on a potential Philadelphia 76ers deal. I'm not so far convinced that that is the main hang-up. I genuinely think that Daryl Morey, like the Rockets, wants to see how this new-look Sixers team pans out with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid before he pulls the trigger on a James Harden deal. And he's also not feeling the pressure. Because right now, the only other package that is you know anywhere near remotely as good as the 76ers package is the Miami Heat package centered around Tyler Harrow. And even then, the Ben Simmons package blows that one out of the water. So Maury knows that he's got the ace up in, up his sleeve in, in Ben Simmons, and all he has to do is throw Simmons on the table, and suddenly the, the discussions are red hot between the Rockets and the 76ers. So the Rockets want to see how it plays out with James Harden. The 76ers want to see how it plays out with Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, which means we're at a stalemate. And it's not the only stalemate that we've been at because... James Harden and Rockets ownership was at a stalemate to, you know, throughout this offseason. Him not reporting to camp, partying in Atlanta and Vegas, and, you know, he tried to go the the quote-unquote unprofessional route, and it didn't work. Rafael Stone didn't blink. He didn't panic and deal James Harden to the first bidder. Uh, and so now James Harden is going the professional route and is going to be showing up and, you know, committed to what's going on and spoken to Steven Silas and, you know, Silas was, continues, look, Silas continues to say, to, to, you know, have the utmost poise in everything that's going on surrounding this team because he says all the right things. He's doing all the right things. He said that he and James Harden, look, it's a coach and a player. They talked basketball. They didn't talk about the trade request. They didn't talk about, you know, him wanting to move on. They didn't, you know, get into personal stuff. They just talked hoops. He was saying that James Harden asked him some really good questions, you know, was engaged in what was going on. Um, and that's all you can hope for. Again, even if it's for the wrong reasons, if James Harden's engaged, then maybe it's one of those, you know, you fake it till you make it situations. And he realizes again, halfway through the season that this might be the best opportunity for him moving forward. So, and uh, the, the other point that I brought up pretty early on in the first segment, uh, discussing next off season. So summer 2021 is, and I believe I've mentioned this before, but the reason that a James Harden trade, you know, it really feels like it shouldn't happen right now or it shouldn't even happen at the deadline, even if things do look pretty bleak for the team, 
is because you have the potential to be in a very Paul George-esque situation next summer with Kawhi Leonard and Giannis Antetokounmpo still not re-signed to their contracts. Now, if those guys sign their max extensions and stay with the Clippers and Bucks respectively, then this situation is a little bit further off the table. But right now, there's a lot of question marks surrounding those two guys and their two respective franchises. So you get to next summer, and if there's a team that really wants to sign Giannis or really wants to sign Kawhi, and one of those guys says, go get me James Harden, and then I'll sign with you, then you get two stars for the price of one, essentially. So all you have to do at that point is you facilitate the trade for James Harden, which means there's going to be a lot of potential suitors on the table who, if they could land a combo of James Harden and Kawhi or James Harden and Giannis next summer, teams are going to be scrambling all over the place to make that happen. There's going to be you know, packages on the table that potentially dwarf even the Ben Simmons offer from the 76ers. And this is something that I'm sure, again, that Daryl Morey is aware of and knows could be a possibility further down the line. So there's a lot of risk involved by not pulling the trigger or putting his best offer on the table right now because he could get one-upped further down the line. So there's not necessarily a reason, again, to trade James Harden right now or to even trade him at the trade deadline when next summer you could be in a much more advantageous position to deal James Harden to the highest bidder in the Giannis or Kawhi sweepstakes, just like the Paul George, uh, sorry, I apologize, just like the Kawhi sweepstakes uh, this past season because the Clipper, I apologize, uh, Kawhi told the Clippers and the Raptors, whoever can get me Paul George, that's who I'm going to play with. And originally, it was supposed to be Jimmy Butler. Originally, Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard were trying to team up, and then Jimmy decided to go to Miami, and that was that. So, But then it became Paul George. And guess what? The Clippers unloaded the Hall of the Century. SGA, a young, you know, maybe not cornerstone-type player, but a young player with a really high ceiling, a bunch of draft picks, uh, Danilo Gallinari as well, who the the the... Uh, the okay, the Thunder were able to get even more assets for again. Sam Presti did you know put on a masterclass in rebuilding and jump starting a rebuild, and now the Thunder are set with you know what is it 18 first round draft picks moving forward. So the Rockets could find themselves in a very similar position with a haul for James Harden next summer, which is why I'm not super worried about them dealing him right now or dealing him at the deadline. Just doesn't make sense. So. We do get to see James Harden play, uh, you know, which is, again, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be a little uh, bittersweet watching James Harden step out on the court and join his teammates finally in a Rockets jersey again because uh, of all the things going on. But it's still, I, I still encourage you to take a moment to just appreciate what he's going to put on on the court because I still enjoy watching James Harden play, even knowing what's going on behind the scenes. Um Again, if he's committed and if he's showing up and doing all the right things, uh, it doesn't matter if he's doing them for the right reasons. If he's showing up and playing basketball and if he's still a top you know, five, top three player in the league, then you know he's still helping the Rockets win games. He's still making the team look better. Um, and he's still giving them a chance to make some noise in the playoffs if he's on the team past the trade deadline. So we'll see where this thing goes. It's going to be exciting to watch him in Steven Silas's system. Uh, for the first time against the Spurs Tuesday evening. Uh, I'm excited for it, and I hope you are as well. But for today's episode, that's going to be where we cut things off. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.